What's up, y'all, and welcome to Marley the Podcast, where I use over a decade of experience in the health and fitness space to help you find what's gold and what's old so you can achieve all your health goals seamlessly. Happy freaking Wednesday. So I know it's been quite some time since I released the last episode with Alana. And I must say, I have been having the biggest mental block. And I think that's because I perceived the last episode to be so monumental and moving. I was like, how am I going to trump that? And then I just got in my own head, imposter syndrome kicked in. So I just didn't put out another episode. But we are pushing past feeling uncomfortable. And this episode is going to be diving into a little bit of my past and talking about my eating disorder because I feel like without going through that particular stage of my life, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be in the career path I am today. And it's all about thinking about what things are happening for us instead of happening to us. And we went over that a little bit in the last episode because that mindset can seriously save your life. It can change so many things. And although it's really difficult to think about difficult or tough situations in that manner while you're in the moment, when you look back and you're like, wow, without that, I wouldn't have done X, Y, and Z, it really puts things into perspective and helps you reshape your mentality around why certain events happen or why certain things unfold the way they do. And I think that is such a huge shift to really make it that things are always working for you, not against you. The first thing I want to do is really dive into my past, into my childhood, and talk a little bit about how it was growing up because I was never overweight. I wasn't like a chubby kid. That's not really what kickstarted my eating disorder of bulimia. It really was about how women were perceived in society and how I felt like we were supposed to fit in these small spaces and these boxes and Women are supposed to, you know, eat this and women are not supposed to eat this. And that really perpetuated the beginning of my eating disorder, which happened in high school. And we, it was like something that was so cool to not eat all day. So me and all my girlfriends, we would, you know, eat before school and then we wouldn't eat all day. We would just use our lunch break to socialize and we'd be like, yeah, I'm not eating today. And I feel like we hyped ourselves up about it, which looking back, I'm like, oh my God, why did you do that? But that's just what we thought was normal at the time. And then when I got home from school, I would completely binge out on cookies and everything that was not nutritious. So then I would go into this downward spiral of guilt and shame and embarrassment. And my mom wasn't home after school. So I was there by myself. And I I really can't pinpoint when it happened, but it just happened that those feelings of guilt and shame and embarrassment turned into me making myself sick and completely, you know, getting rid of all the food that I just binged out on. And this happened for 
a while. It progressed into high school. And I remember in middle school, my mom would be like, I hope you're not throwing up the food that you're eating because she actually suffered from the same eating disorder when she was growing up. So I feel like she kind of perpetuated that fear of like, this is going to happen to you. And instead of talking to me about it and just coming from a place of genuine like care and concern, I feel like it was more of a fear-based conversation. So it was like, you better not do this. And if you find out so... I was so scared to even talk to my mom about it or how I felt because I just felt like it was going to be perceived in a way that I would get punished or I would get in trouble. So I truly just felt alone while I was going through all this. And I don't think any of my friends knew. I don't think anyone who knew me knew. I didn't get to a point that was like ungodly skinny that people would question or wonder. I just was struggling with all this behind closed doors, which was the hardest part because on the outside, I probably seemed normal and happy and, you know, had a big bubbly charismatic personality. But inside, I was really struggling. And it's so hard to go through an eating disorder because most of the time you feel like you can't talk about it because you are embarrassed and you feel like people won't understand. So... For years and years and years, I struggled in silence. And eventually when I got to college, I was in the community dorms at UNF. So we had to share bathrooms. And unless I was being extremely strategic about getting sick after eating, there was no way to hide that. So I got to a point where I was like, I I literally can't do this anymore. Like, I can't pretend to be one person in front of people's faces. And then behind closed doors, I'm a whole nother person. And this was probably about the same time I started to get into fitness. I was always into cardio in high school. I would run after school, but I never was into any sort of like strength training or weightlifting. So in college, we had access to a full gym and... Me and a bunch of the girls from the dorm would all go together, which really kick-started my journey with fitness as I see it now. And I realized that I don't want to be that person who looks healthy from the outside and is just struggling so hard on the inside that I can barely keep my head above water. So... Fitness was probably the biggest thing that helped save me from going down a path of continuing to binge and continuing to purge because I knew that that's not a life I could live. I knew that there were going to be repercussions. I knew that there were going to be health issues to be had down the road if I didn't stop. And not to say that it just completely stopped because there would be periods where I would be fine and I didn't even think about it. And then there would be periods where I would go into a huge mental spiral and I felt like there was no end in sight. And it's not even bad enough that it's such a mental thing, but you are so in your own head with having an eating disorder. You have such a distorted view of yourself, of your body, of food, My relationship with food was absolute trash. 
You know, I couldn't see a box of pizza and just see one slice. It was either eat the whole box of pizza or don't eat any at all. And then when I was done with that box of pizza, I was so negative in my self-talk that I completely resented myself for even eating pizza. So then for a while, I couldn't say yes to certain foods because I didn't know how to eat them in moderation. I didn't know how to feel good about eating them. And this happened for years where I just couldn't enjoy certain foods because I had no on and off switch in terms of having self-control. And I know there's so many people out there who struggle with this very same thing. And going through a lot of self-help and self-discovery and pretty much relearning why I'm having these thoughts with food was one of the major ways that I was able to get through it. And I say through it because I didn't get past it. There are still days that creep in that I feel bad when I eat certain things and I have negative self-body image days. So even long after the eating disorder is gone, those disordered thoughts and those disordered tendencies are still there. And those are the things that we have to continually work on and work through because it's not like, okay, well, I'm not binging and purging anymore, so I am all of a sudden healed from my eating disorder. No, it doesn't end there. And I think that's what most people struggle with the most because it's not just hard enough physically, but it is the mental battles that you go through with an eating disorder that make it extremely, extremely difficult to have that positive relationship with food, to have that positive relationship with the gym. Because for the longest time, I used the gym as reward and punishment. You know, if I ate something the day before, I went to the gym to work it off. I didn't go to the gym to truly just enjoy being there or because I loved my body. I went to the gym because I wanted to punish myself. And it's so crazy to hear myself say that now because I'm like, oh my God, it just, it makes me want to cry because the amount of times I have been so negative to myself about myself, nobody else. The things that you say to yourself can be so much more detrimental than anything anyone else says to you because you are the one who is living in your own body. You are the one who has to live with your own thoughts and being so negative means that you have to work through your own shit to come out on the other side of that negativity and realize that you are not everything you tell yourself you are. And that's the hardest part because, you know, you eat one thing and you're like, I'm going to gain 10 pounds. Never in my life have I seen someone eat one bagel and miraculously be 10 pounds heavier the next day. But my mind trained myself to think that, which is absolutely absurd. Obviously, over the course of time, if you eat a certain way or if you eat too much or if you don't eat enough, your body will retain those calories. But... My body wasn't just going to blow up in a day from eating one thing. So learning to navigate those thoughts were extremely difficult. I know for me personally, journaling about them is still something I do to this day that has been really helpful because when I have those disordered thoughts pop up and, you know, I'm having a hard day just being gentle with myself, I need to ask myself why I feel this way. How did this 
thought come about? Because I think it's really important to realize when these thoughts started, because obviously from having an eating disorder, these thoughts didn't just pop up today. You know, they're thoughts that have been following me for years and years and years. And I think that these thoughts are perpetuated by things that people say to you about food, about nutrition, about the way your clothes fit. Because think about when we're younger and, you know, family members say something like, oh, you're really going to eat that? And whether or not they mean well by it, those exact words can be very emotionally scarring because then you feel like you can't eat a certain way in front of peers or family members or friends or loved ones because they're going to shame you. And food shaming is a real thing. I deal with this on a constant basis. So I work at a restaurant at night, a couple nights a week, and no matter what I eat, I feel like I get food shamed. So I'll pack you know, a noodle bowl and uh, veggies, noodles, and some sort of protein. People be like, you're eating that again? But then if we have like an extra order of fries at work and I decide to have a couple fries, people are like, you can eat that? So it's like, you, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. No matter which way you're eating, people are going to say things. And I've realized over time that it's usually because people don't genuinely understand why you eat that way or, you know, what your goals are, especially me being super into fitness and health. I feel like people just think that I don't eat french fries or I don't eat certain things. And I found that the best way to navigate these situations is just to have a frank conversation with them. Be like, yeah, I do eat a certain way 80% of the time, but the other 20% of the time I let myself enjoy foods like french fries and pizza and ice cream and donuts. And I don't let myself feel bad for it. And it doesn't have to be a special occasion. It could just be a random Tuesday night that I want to have a couple french fries. So I think just having these conversations with people has been the most helpful in terms of not struggling by yourself and not letting people food shame you. Because this is a huge thing. You know, if you're on a weight loss journey, People just expect you to eat salads. I can promise you that me and my clients do not just eat salads to lose weight. And they kick absolute ass. So getting rid of this whole diet culture mentality of you need to eat a salad to achieve certain fitness goals or you need to achieve or to, you know, be lean or to look toned is complete BS. And it has a lot to do with society and societal norms and how we were raised. Because when we think about it, we were never taught the proper nutrition or how to eat for our specific bodies. Because when you sat down at the dinner table when you were younger, your plate was filled with a veggie, some sort of carb, and protein. But everyone's plate relatively looked the same in terms of the amount. And it's like, okay, well, I'm 15 and I'm eating the same amount as my mom, same amount as my dad, And all of our bodies are different and all of our goals are different. So make this make sense. And that's where I found my absolute passion for nutrition because I was never taught that growing up and school doesn't teach you that for sure. So you just meander through life going through trial and error, figuring out what works and what doesn't. And eventually you get to a point where you're like, shit, I'm almost you know, 30 and what I've been doing hasn't worked for 30 years of my life. So what, what, like, what are we actually learning? 
And this is what's truly inspired me to help so many other people because I don't want other people to struggle for as long as I've struggled or maybe they've struggled for longer. And I definitely don't want them to keep struggling into their 50s, into their 60s because I know that that is definitely so prevalent in our society, but none of this would have been possible without my eating disorder, which is such a crazy thing to say because at the height of my eating disorder in high school and in college, I would have never been able to see through the darkness and be like, wow, this is going to be a defining moment for you. This is going to lead to some big things. This is going to lead to a huge shift. I couldn't see out of that. And that's okay. But just knowing that there's so much out there to help you. There are therapists designated to people who suffer from eating disorders. I'm sure you're surrounded by friends and family who love you, who are more than willing to lend an ear, even if you think they won't understand. People around you want the best for you. And that is a damn fact. But it's our mindset and it's our fear of speaking our truth that holds us back because that vulnerable moment, you can't go back from. And in our heads, we create a scenario that is so unbelievably scary that it's harder for us to actually go down that road than to keep this as a secret and bottled up and pretend like it doesn't happen. So my first step for you, if you have struggled or ever struggled, or even in the past, is just find someone that you trust that is close to you to have a conversation with, to talk about this with and be like, hey, I'm coming from a place of genuine vulnerability and transparency. And I'm saying this to you because I truly respect you in my life. And I don't want to keep this inside any longer. And I promise you it's received a lot better than you think it is. But the mind is a fickle thing and we create these scenarios. And this is what leads to a lot of anxiety around these situations because We think it's going to turn out one way. And then when we actually do it, we realize it didn't turn out that way at all. And then we just created this whole big idea in our head of how it was going to go and blow up in our face and nobody's going to understand. When really and truly so many people are struggling with things that nobody knows about, it makes you human. To talk to someone else who's also going through their own struggles, you can connect with people in a way that you would have never imagined. And this is such a beautiful thing because human connection is at the heart of so many things in this world. And if you can connect with someone, you have the key to the universe. I swear you do. But it's just taking that first scary step that is the biggest thing. And in the past, I would have been so ashamed to talk about an eating disorder, but I've realized There are so many other people out there like me who have struggled with their relationship with food, with their relationship with their own body. And speaking my truth has allowed me to give other people a voice who haven't felt comfortable and confident in speaking their own truth yet. So you don't know who you can help by just speaking your truth and being honest, because that is the biggest, biggest tool that we have. And... I just want to advocate for so many people out there who are struggling with battles that are behind closed doors, that are embarrassed to share, because I see you, I know how you feel, and although our scenarios might not be 100% the same, 
I promise that there are people struggling with the very same things that you are and you just don't know it because people put on a front, they smile and nod and laugh when really they can be struggling inside. I think understanding how you feel about it is the most important part because you are the one who is living through it and living in your own body. But I want you to know that it's going to be a tough road to talk about it and it's going to be a tough road to see your way out of it. But it's a lot tougher of a road to just stay in your shit and to let yourself have an eating disorder consume you. And even if you don't have an eating disorder, you can still have disordered thoughts in terms of your relationship with food and how you view food and how you view nutrition. So even just getting to the root cause of that is can be difficult. But you are meant to do hard things. You are meant to get past these obstacles. You've gotten through all of the obstacles that you've dealt with up to this point. So don't let uncomfortability stop you. I believe that sharing my own story can help bring awareness to so many other people who have struggled like I have. And I hope that you continue to share your story in any way that seems fit because that is what's so important. And I also want to thank you for allowing me to feel like I can share my story because that is the biggest part for me. So many of you have created space for me to do this and it feels like such a safe space. And I know that it's something I want to continue to do no matter how uncomfortable it gets. So thank you so much for taking time to listen. I hope this has been helpful. If you are struggling with anything that is behind closed doors, I hope you share your truth and get the help that you need in whatever form that comes in because you deserve that for you. And just know that you are never alone. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already and head on over to my Instagram at Marley Rosano to check out even more helpful content.